You got the Jack. But is that Honey Jack? What is this? Uh, oh, that's. Glass. What? <laughs> some other kind of whiskey. Oh. Grandpa or something. Grandpa? Old it's called. Grandpa's. It's called Grandpa whiskey. Yeah. Granddads. Sure. Yeah. Old granddad. Something. Like old that. granddads. Yeah. Something of the, of the sort. Yeah. Um. Does this look natural? <laughs> yeah. It does. <laughs> Does this look that doesn't how, fit over. No, it doesn't at all. No. I have to wear it like wear this. It up, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna wear it at all, it has to be like Can this. Can we see like just for funsies it over like, I feel like it's the gonna top? fuck with it. Yeah, it might. It's gonna fuck with the shape of it. It will. It will absolutely fuck with the shape of it. I mean, I'm willing to sacrifice a five dollar pair of headphones. To <laughs> no, it'll fuck with the shape of his afro, dude. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. That fucking honky. That'll poop right back up. What do you mean? Well, perk right back up. I do up. have a pick. Yeah. I have one. I it's, know you probably do, but I just want to. All right, fine. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to to make you uncomfortable on your own show. Uh, no, it's cool. It's unfortunate. Um, are we recording? Is this happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we <are. laughs> yeah, we have been for a minute. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Let's. Where's my camera? Right here. Hey, what's up, guys? Boom. Uh, what's you, up? You guys do zoom ins. You do edits. Crash zooms. I could. I can, You're like, I can figure it out. <laughs> I can find out real quick. I'll figure it out. Boom. I can figure it out. Oh, that's man. your moment right there when I point at the can. That's when you zoom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right that down. Uh, All right. What's um, up? You guys got an intro or something? Yeah, or? This, well, not really. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Pretty Good Podcast. We're here with LJ Sullivan. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's, that's that's my name. Fuck yeah! And uh, LJ is a what? What do you do? What are you? <laughs> right now, I'm dying. Oh man! <laughs> I put arsenic in his water. <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> I don't know how to drink water. Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian. Word. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Sorry, yeah, I didn't that's, mean to say it like that. Yeah, that I, is I'm what sorry. I do. That's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. You're you. new at this. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, we don't have much gas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, are you on email? <laughs> <laughs> I have entirely too many emails, man. I have like three or four different email addresses, and I only check one of them. What's uh? What is longitude and lati- latitude? It's latitude. Yours. <laughs> what is On my top. current longitude and latitude? Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable disclosing that information on the internet. Thank you. How'd you get into stand-up then? <laughs> Small talk done. <laughs> How'd you get into? <laughs> Your small talk is longitude, <laughs> latitude. <laughs> I like to, to, you know, see the ins and outs, and get, get the ups and downs. The, the ups and downs. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> what up, man? <laughs> I opened for you one time. You uh, did. You yeah. did open for me that one time, and then I promptly forgot. 
That's cool. <laughs> I get it. I was I was in there for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I remember that because of the time I forgot, and you reminded me at that open mic. I was like, I don't Sorry. know, and you were like, I've opened for you. <laughs> Which is the first time I've ever felt like a dick, <laughs> like as a uh, comic, like doing comedy, like oh shit, this dude opened for me. Well, I'm um, sorry for what it's worth. No, you no need to be sorry. I'm the one who's sorry. I just, uh, I usually remember a face. You would think I'd remember hit that one. This one, yeah. <laughs> for the what camera fucked with me. I was like, what's real? <laughs> for what it's worth, I've been like off and on doing open mics for like since a while and i've seen right. you there since yeah and you're hilarious and well, i'm a thank you. big fan and it was very cool when i saw i was going to be on a lineup with you well, and that was a very you, very fun thank show you. it's uh hey you did great you. <laughs> you did great you got an interesting style up there Thanks. uh let's see you, you you wanted to know how i started comedy yeah. was that a question is that something we want to do we want to one of my abrupt transitions yeah, yeah wanna, let's, let's hear the origin tell that story. story the origin story yeah it sounds oh, cooler man. that way yeah <laughs> now i have to there yeah, once it's like a super world <laughs> <laughs> Your quest. Yes. <laughs> there was a man, just a boy. Born loving comedy, destined for the stage. Coming this spring. <laughs> that fucking guy. L.J. Sullivan. See, that was my little Christopher Nolan flavor on it. That was good. That. Yeah. Boom. I like the jazzy bit as well. That was fun. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, let's get serious here, guys. Yes. Because that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I started watching comedy when I was like four years old. It's a little bit early for for most. A lot of people don't find comedy. It's about two years before six. Yes, yeah, yeah, right about there. Uh, And so comedy's always been like a part of my life, Uh, just something that I've always gravitated to. It's sort of like music for me. It was just always sort of part of the landscape of reality, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, So... I kind of always had this notion that I wanted to try it out um, after, like, you know, watching it enough. Yep. Uh, I went to, like, uh, actually, did you guys ever meet Jeremy Nelson? So... I didn't meet him, but my uh, my buddy Rich is like really good friends with him. Actually, oh cool, uh, out here or out there on the east out coast? Out here, uh, out here. Okay, cool. So uh, Jay Nelson, he had, he had has had has. Let's go with has um, a podcast called The Shuttle, uh, and. I was on one of those early episodes, and we discovered we actually, uh, not at the same time, a few years removed, but we went to the same music and theater camp as kids. Yeah, so as a kid, I kind of knew that I had an inclination for some sort of theatrical, musical something or other. Uh, I always wanted to try and do stand-up, 
but to do that at like a talent show at that camp or at school thanks um, <laughs> hola concert <laughs> that's not it at all anyway the fucking talent show <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't do that at a talent show. I couldn't walk up on stage and be like, "What's up, motherfuckers?" <laughs> at like the fifth grade talent show. That would have been sick. That would have been, been sick. Been it would have been hilarious. It would have been a yo like, for sure. It was musical yeah, theater. Uh, being like, Hello, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I yeah, knew I couldn't do that. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't be allowed. I, or rather, I knew I'd catch hell if I tried. So, uh, I waited, uh, and I was around 18, and my family used to own this bar called Quinn's Restaurant Lounge. I fucking love Quinn's. Quinn's is pretty dope, yes. Uh, we no longer own it, but we Shit. sold it to a guy who, you know, part of the agreement was like not to ch- change too much shit, because, yeah, Quinn's is dope it's a fixture of the community it's uh it's a diner it's a bar it's where you go to get fucked up it's where you go to recover from getting fucked up it's it's a yeah. staple of the community it really quite is honestly. it really is uh anyway uh my mom was managing uh there for most of my like life up until they sold it when i was around like 20 21 somewhere in there mm-hmm. uh but at 18 uh some of the local comics some of which you might still know like uh moon deck uh yeah. emmanuel uh vera the fourth i forget how many veras there have been but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that guy but yeah, uh, and uh <coughs> Olick, um all these all these guys uh i think sophie was there back in the day too i'm not too sure um but uh anyway uh they were all trying to get open mics more open mics going on around uh because at the time there was almost nothing uh mm. in boise and so they approached my mom at quinn's and she was like sort of hesitant but then they talked her into it and then she tells me, like, yeah, we got this open mic down there. And I was like, I'm going to go. Um, because it was, at that point, it's essentially happening in my backyard. Yeah. Like, all the staff know me. The yeah. regulars know That's me. That's like destiny. Knocking at your kind door. Of, kind of. A little bit. Like, I mean, it's also the way I looked at it is, like, this is a cheat code for starting, basically. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have the room sort of already on my side. Mm-hmm. Um so that first set uh went really well uh the aforementioned comedians were all like hey you should keep doing this um and so i did it for a little bit when i was 18 uh for about like six months uh and then you know college came uh and i that's a whole other story in of itself but the short version is by the time i'm 21 i am uh burnt out back home and like just not about it really uh and i decide hey that comedy shit was pretty dope uh and i'm 21 now i can get into all the bars and the clubs mm-hmm. where the shit's happening because this was for before the brewery boom hit boise yeah. say that sentence three times fast um so 
I was like, finally, of age, I'm a go. So that's sort of, so I count like sort of like six months when I was 18. And then I just count my comedy time served from 21 to now. So that's like six years yeah, plus five. Yeah. So I've been doing comedy for about six and a half years. And like, yeah, that's how it started. I've just always loved the craft. And like you said, Destiny came a knocking. And Fuck yeah. I answered the call, man. That's badass. Yeah. yeah. That's a good story. Thank you. That ate up like ten minutes. Cool. What's Nicely what's next? <laughs> Good job, dude. Good job. Let's get another one out of you. you know, like it? Let's get another story. Orgies. Orgies. <laughs> Never been, uh, but I'm getting close. Um, <laughs> getting closer every day. <laughs> listen, oh, man. Yeah. We just we listen, man. Shirts and There's about to be a wild crossover, the likes of which no one's ever seen, dude. <laughs> not ready for this no because chris foster yeah i'm gonna name names chris foster <laughs> has been getting in with the with the like bdsm and sex party like culture out here in boise really? and that scene and then there's the comedy scene and i think it's inevitable that eventually those two, those two things are going to cross over it's going to be like marvel secret wars like there's no stopping <laughs> a multiverse incursion and it's going to happen we need to call dr strange dude it's going to be like that episode of fucking jimmy neutron and fairly, and odd, fairly parents. odd parents <laughs> dude like <laughs> I'm, I'm not even bullshit you dude it's about to be the crossover of the century that's fucking we're going to be doing 30 minute sets at orgies 69 fucking on stage look at the way this dude eating pussy you don't know how to eat pussy come on man you hate when you're crowd work while the crowd is fucking you hate when you're right in the middle of the fucking orgy and you come and it's like how do I get out of this so awkward am I right you don't talk about don't touch my hand don't touch my hand don't look at me look at her look at her Smell my fingers, smell my fingers. Oh, oh no, God. you guys know what I'm saying. You guys are cool. <laughs> good crowd, good crowd. That, this is why that crossover is not going to happen. <laughs> like, no, the comics aren't going to take this seriously. We can't let them in. It's good to be here, good to be here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, did you have one else? One else. <laughs> Did you have like a serious question regarding orgies, or are you just tossing a noun out there? Just well, that was, but now I do have a question. Um, should I leave Chris's name in? Oh, uh, I mean that's up to Chris. Right. Uh, so I have to. You have to contact Chris. Okay. Yeah. You have to contact Chris and his people. Listen, dude. I don't think anybody's gonna give a fuck. I think you're okay. I think it's fine. If I don't Chris, know. If, I think it's okay. Yeah, I think he's. I don't think he's gonna care. I don't think he has reason to care. So he's a comedian, right? Yeah, he's a comic. He wants his name out there. He wants I'm his name out there. Just saying. <laughs> because you said. <laughs> Shit, dude, you gotta save that cadence for more important things. <laughs> that was a very casual use of that. I care about Chris's <laughs> anonymity. If need be. Okay. From hither hither henceforth, hitherto forth, we shall refer to this individual as CFOS. 
They'll never know. No one will ever know. Dun, dun, dun. So you're a dungeon master. Yeah, I was yes, to say I that. am. I, I am a dungeon master. I play Dungeons and Dragons. I was actually earlier today, before I came to do this, sitting down with another dungeon master to roll up a character for their campaign. Ooh, so, fun. Yeah, yep. I, I am all about the Dungeons and the Dragons. How world. many campaigns you DMing for? Can you uh, talk about I only I, I DM. What, what the fuck? <laughs> It's like personal. I DM one game, my game, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm getting ready to play in this new game. Okay. And I also just recently uh, began playing in another game. So I have like three games going on right now. Two aren't mine. One is. Okay. Mine. Yeah. Word. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Well, thank you. Yeah. No, it's pretty it's fun. It's pretty fun. It is. Yeah. It's a good time. You guys have like almost the perfect setup in here to do like a D&D cast. Like, oh, we know. could actually. Yeah. yeah we, 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 We've had a few do D&D people on here. Kind of like a well, critical oh, role like, style. Yeah. yeah. Semi-critical role-esque. Yeah. No, you might need another camera or two or something. But oh, we got, got some GoPros. The green screen and the whatnot. Yeah. Uh, just design some for little yeah. Holy shit. Do you guys have like a schedule for people's attending the podcast? Yeah, man. Yeah. Whoa. Y'all are way more organized than I would have imagined. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> we're going to we're going to clip that. That's going to be the highlight of this. <laughs> yep. That's all we LJ Sullivan so, says dude, more organized you got the stamp than you of would approval. <laughs> Plug something while you can because this is hot time <laughs> right now. <laughs> We're in a good spot right now. You better uh, uh, that fucking podcast. Cool. <laughs> that fucking podcast. Is that that's, your podcast? That's my podcast. Uh, it's been dormant for a little bit, but it's about to pop back off. So everybody oh, should go yeah. catch up right now um, because. I recently moved into a new place and it has room for like a studio, like dedicated podcast zone. So I'm excited to like focus on filling that out and making it happen. And when the podcast comes back, like there will be a, there will be a transition probably from audio only to a video. video and audio and that will that's how you'll know like oh the upgrade has occurred yeah like, fuck yeah. Nice. yeah that's what's up Is yeah it's, it's really fun like having a space for it and fucking being yeah, able like man. it feels like way more it just feels more freeing to like be able to like be like oh this is a spot where i can just like be creative and like yeah. let loose you know it feels a little more real a little mm-hmm. more tangible totally too. yeah yeah for sure to take Absolutely. it a smidge more seriously, but not much. Not, yeah. not too serious. <laughs> not, can't not, take don't want to take it too serious. It's still the pretty good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's still just pretty it's, good. It's, Listen, it's not that. Fucking we're not podcast. gonna get. It's not it's gonna not get that fucking podcast. This Listen. is a pretty good podcast. <laughs> that fucking podcast doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, it's that fucking podcast. Like, that's not what it was. More like, oh, you know, a fucking podcast. Like it was like. It it really what it is is to elicit that that fun little moment when someone's like, yeah, he's got a podcast. I can't remember what that fucking podcast. 
Yeah, no, same, but, same. but what's it called? <laughs> no, that's what it, it's called. That fucking podcast, like that's how just we to get kinda, that that little moment with the fans and the. I do that when I tell people about yeah, this. Like, like I, what's your podcast? I got a pretty good podcast, and it's like, oh, what's it called? It's a pretty good podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you just it's then the you're in that thing. loop. It's fun. It's yeah. it's fun to name your podcast something you can get some who's on first action with. You know, exactly. <laughs> and then you're not gonna forget it. Yeah, no, no. The, the people won't forget. They'll remember. It was good for. It, it's good for branding. I have like stickers and pins that say that fucking podcast yeah, on it. Um, I do a little asterisk for the U so that it's family friendly. Nice, ah, um, nice. Yeah, that's fun. That's smart. Kids can spell. I don't get why. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the one thing they're good at. What is that letter? <laughs> Like you guys think an egg? All they're there? doing they're is fack- watching fucking fackin? Wheel of Fortune with Grandma. <laughs> on the, weekend, dude. the kids know how to find the missing The kids letter. do know how to spell. Dude. The kids are all right. <laughs> they know how to spell. The kids are all right. <laughs> you, ever see, you, you, <laughs> you just said kids fuck. Said the kids fuck. <laughs> Filled in the blank. <laughs> I was going to say something about spelling bees and now it's it's just gone <laughs> oh, my bad uh, f-u-c-k <laughs> what else we got what's up gentlemen oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy so you're into nerd culture i am very much about nerd culture i i'm in it you're I'm, an I'm anime guy it. oh yeah oh yeah. yes absolutely one piece 100%. one piece um i have a complex relationship with one piece uh i like it i respect it i have not and probably will not ever watch the whole thing mm. I, I caught a few episodes as a kid and like i get it if that's your if that's your anime i get it i respect it it's fundamental to the culture but at the same time it's just one of those every anime nerd i feel like has He's just afraid to has one or more anime that they're just like everyone likes this one but i don't like that's this true one. that's very true um and so one piece is kind of that one for me and yeah i'm not gonna watch over a thousand episodes <laughs> what if i told I'm you to simply, start at like a hundred and watch until like 350 i would still have to look up the filler episodes and cut all that shit That's out fine. as well watch, like, and then like 10. and then like <laughs> maybe because here's the deal bro what if i, I just did got i did all of naruto uh, me too. I, I am not caught up on his little shit kid boruto okay it gets I, pretty cool I, around i know episode 100 <laughs> i know <laughs> listen dude i know <laughs> but i'm saying like i invested all that time in naruto and then also i was doing bleach for the longest time and that's a fucking hell of a See, ride I'm as like, well i feel like i'm the way with bleach, bleach that, that you i am are with, with one piece, piece. Yeah, yeah like no. i've seen a lot of it but but you're not gonna take that full ride yeah no it's just that's what it is like i i get it and it's good but i at a certain point there's so much shit out there that you gotta just be like you know what that one just never didn't get me yeah it's crazy those big ones like there's so much content surrounding them that like you could only consume content around that 
and like for your entire Ooh. life <laughs> <laughs> and there would still be more coming out and you wouldn't be able to like fucking do it and it's yeah. like people do that and i don't i can't there's so many fucking animes out there oh so yeah good. dude no, no 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 like i I try and like keep a diverse anime palette. Like I try and like watch different anime, new anime and stuff, but like dude, um all, my comfort is always going to be in Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. Like that's mm-hmm. where home is. I like cuz Dragon Ball Z that's like hard core childhood. Like I was a kid kid and then Naruto came out at this fucking pivotal point where i was like going into adolescence but i still had that kid energy you know and fucking naruto hit the states dude like i remember the night the night that shit was like airing for the first time on fucking adult swim like they had gotten rid of toonami at that point it had to come on on adult swim as like their first fucking thing and i remember staying up and watching it and like being like that first episode was all right i'll probably keep watching it and then like just having like riding that ride initially like through the fucking the zabuza arc oh dude yeah with the fucking sword in the mist mist and like and like needles and and that fight on the bridge dude like once i saw that show i was like this is the new king Mm -hmm. this is the new shit like this is the next level like this is better than dragon ball z like this is the shit and then they did the fucking tuning exams yeah and the fight with gara and like fucking fucking rock lee dropping the weights once you see rock Rock lee drop the weights weights and it's just and part of the reason that hits so hard though is because it's like it's like fucking Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and it's Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. Like you don't get to one without the other, but like part of the reason that moment with Rock Lee hits is because if you watch Dragon Ball Z, you're familiar with Piccolo and Goku having the weighted yeah. clothes. So then when fucking Rock Lee does it, you're like, Oh, he's on that Dragon Ball Z shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, he's about to fuck him up like, that's right it's so dope yeah i dude, fucking, yeah, I fucking love, love anime shit. dude uh have you seen vineland saga uh i, w- I watched the first season mm-hmm. so loved it yeah yeah i still need to see the second season too. don't watch it really i watched the first episode it's not, not even about fucking the people from the first season oh, at all fuck, man. yeah Dude, yeah. so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Shit. I hate it when that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever watch uh, Tokyo Ghoul? Yeah. Same fucking mm-hmm. thing, dude. Like, great fire, fire first season. Yep. And then they just fucking fumbled the bag. Exactly, dude. dude. Like, exactly. Fucking. Uh, I was did about you to say that. <laughs> you don't seem like you're a part of the anime conversation. <laughs> no, but it was fun to listen to. I felt uh, like I was uh, watching, uh, you know, highlights. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see. How no, if doing. you I, clip this, if you clip this out, yeah. the anime conversation, you have to put below us as we're talking about the like fucking like a loop of Rock Lee dropping <laughs> yeah, the no, weights, like yeah, so yeah, people yeah. know what we're talking about. Yeah, I, um, I do have to do that. It'll <laughs> just be a picture of me going. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's you what it is. You watch Jujutsu Kaisen? I have friends who tell me that I really fucking need to, but I have not yet. Uh, I've seen a little bit of Demon Slayer. Not up to date on that either. Oh, Demon Slayer's sick. Um, 
I want to give Attack on Titan another shot. I need to give that one a chance. Yeah, because it, like, uh, the way it came out was really jumpy. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of just didn't for a little bit like i i liked that first season and then it just felt like to have to wait in between every season to see where they were going with like the mystery of it all and everything like i nah yeah, i'm gonna wait till it's out and then i will binge all that shit so i don't have to wait for answers that's one thing that i fucking hate is waiting for answers and i feel like that show really capitalized off that feeling of like people want to know the answer so we're gonna just drag that out mm. for as long as possible just to keep people viewing feels and game like, of thronesy kind of <laughs> and it feels it feels like on the part of the creative team like they don't like they don't trust themselves to come up with something compelling enough to keep people here so they have this little gimmick to fucking get people to stay like oh i want to know what's fucking happen and it's like you can craft that organically mm-hmm. or you can just ride that wave until like ride that bitch till the wheels fall off and it just felt like that's kind of what they were doing but like if you watch it all in a binge then you don't necessarily feel that i wasn't like around paying attention when death note was coming out but i wonder if death, I note, death note had a similar vibe as it was releasing like like, I can't really why remember. are we hyping this mystery up so much over the course of so many episodes? Like, that's where I can feel people who criticize anime. Like, mm-hmm. it's like takes so long to build, and like I'm willing to let that go for action because of what I said. My roots are DBZ and Naruto. Well, takes I- three episodes to power up, sure, but when it's a mystery story, I don't want it to take five episodes for us to figure out where this is going like i need i I need some action bro i need i need yeah i'm definitely an action anime type guy i feel like that's like the point of watching anime too and like half the time is like for action you know like like, here's the thing if you want to tell a dramatic story there's no reason you can't just tell that dramatic story on screen with good actors Uh, the whole point of animation is you can do wild crazy things that are not replicatable in real life on screen no matter like how much cgi which is why the biggest like like, successes in anime are the most fucking crazy ones one piece naruto dragon ball z like Like part of the cool thing about anime is like (laughs) you can have someone like bleeding out on a floor with like a puddle of blood the size of like a fucking lake and yeah. like you believe it though yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like when their like throat's cut and it's like splurts like yeah, six gallons it, yeah, of blood exactly. you're like, the only dude doing that on <laughs> film is quentin tarantino like yeah. there's like you just don't get a lot of that so uh yeah anime is the shit you should watch more anime bro i've tried i it's not it's not that i avoid it it's yeah. just there's other things that i watch that are what are you into? Like 24? <laughs> the Wire? <laughs> Lost? No, I like uh, musicals. I'm a big musical guy. You're a musical guy. Yeah. You're into musicals. Big, okay. big time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite musical? Uh, Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain. Okay. Yeah. All right. Classic. 
classic musical. What's yours? Um, I did have a whole summer where I kept Grease on repeat. I did so, Grease. Yeah, I, I was a big Grease really? fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big Grease guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, a little bit surprising. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, that's the white half, dude. It's there. It's real. It's present. Grease? You can't deny it. I can't deny it. It's there. You can't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking we right. We together Dude, the songs of Grease are so mild. But Grease. the yeah. Grease is rapey as fuck. So rapey. Mm-hmm. It's very not. The whole point. In today's culture. The whole gist is, Sandy, I'm a guy. Why aren't you into that? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of it. Yeah, that's kind of the whole like, thing. This should be working out. <laughs> this should be working out. I'm literally out. everything you could ever want, according to <laughs> my other friends. <laughs> I got Sandy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, those magic chains. West Side Story go- was fun. I liked West Side Story. Uh, what are other musicals? Uh, to be honest with you, like I'm not a huge musical guy. Uh, I like some musicals, but honest, like Disney movie yeah, musicals. I, my favorites are all Disney that movies. That shit annoys the ever loving fuck what? out of me. Like I can Spare do. I, listen, listen, you? listen. <laughs> I can do Jungle Book and I can do Lion King, and that's about it. <laughs> Tarzan, Phil Collins went hard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> brother bear. Uh, uh, uh. No, see, that's the thing. Most of the Disney musical music, sh- like Tangled? it just it. No, ugh, no, it's all just. It's like it. It's as if you Phil took, Collins did Brother Bear. If you took pop music and classical music and you synthesized the worst of each genre and then you mixed them together that's whatever the fuck Disney puts in their animated movies and it really bothers me I really hate it I fucking hate it (laughs) hot take hot take that is a hot take (laughs) (laughs) you can't you can't do that to me, man, because now I'm going to start giving you a bunch of hot takes just because I want to hear the fucking music drop. Okay. <laughs> cool. Do it. Uh, oh, man. Any controversial? Now, now I have zero hot takes. Um, I think water. <laughs> Teen Titans. Oh my god, dude, fucking fire. Yeah. Fire is fire. Here's the deal, man. Western animation had a moment Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s, late 90s, where they were learning all the right lessons from anime. Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond, 110%. You know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. Batman Beyond. Teen Titans, Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just certain things, and it's like you can tell they were learning the lessons. Yep. They were watching animation, and it, the animation coming out of Japan was just so fire and so good. And you could tell the animation teams behind these, like, uh, Western centric, uh, like, origin projects, like, they were learning. They were watching and learning, and, like, 
I don't know, something happened. Something happened where that shit all just went out the window and it was like, yeah, let them do that and we'll do our stupid oh, like fucking cutesy, wootsy Warner Brothers heads, animation. Yeah, exactly. Body Basically, bullshit. fuck just Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Because <laughs> it's you took all the cool... Samurai I'm not gonna lie. Jack. I'm not going to lie. Samurai Jack, Jack is great. No, you can't strip something of all of its style and pastiche and like uh-huh. all of the shit that makes it cool and unique. And, and like artistic just take all that shit away let's paint it by numbers make it look like everything else and then just keep the characters the characters like that that's so insulting <laughs> to like the uh, the people who like to the original fan base essentially that's not really a hot take it's not a super hot no. take but it's it's a good take <laughs> but here's a hot take: is the writing for Teen Titans Go is pretty actually pretty on good? Point. It's well, pretty good because it's pretty a lot of the writing team are from the original oh, show. I didn't know that. That's the thing: is I almost said that it's like, uh, like it's like it's an affront to the people who originally worked on the original but a lot of those people jumped over Mm -hmm. right and so they're actually kind of behind it which is why i switched it to the audience the original audience but like the writing's good because they're aware of how the audience feels so they're able to get meta with it and, and like do our age is the and do meta commentary and yeah. like yeah it's not for us anymore it's for I, our kids yeah, I get <laughs> it yeah sure whatever fine <laughs> yeah I get what you're saying but it doesn't change the fact that you went from cool sleek as fuck badass art style to some fucking goofy goober bullshit like you can you can meta commentary right your way out of this all day if you want to but the facts are the facts you downgraded your shit and you maybe don't want to want to recognize that as the creator because that would be a hard pill to swallow that you had a great thing and you turned it into a mediocre thing Mm -hmm. but guess what that's what the fuck you did you compromised you you took the check you sold yeah, out Warner Brothers you piece of shit pieces of shit <laughs> seriously that music's too good <laughs> keep going uh, can you put the headphones over your <laughs> I refuse to put the headphones over my all right I tried you have one earbud in yes okay and yet you're trying to lock me down i just wanted to see what your hair looks like with the thing (laughs) that's all i thought it'd be funny i'll do my hair in a funny (laughs) silly way if you want in solidarity i'm not doing it all right (laughs) (laughs) all you you have to say but Got a, got any? Are you gonna film a special soon? What's what's up with that? You've been doing comedy for six years, dude. I mean, Nate Ford did comedy, I think, for twenty some odd years. Twenty four years, yeah. Before he's he doing his first special, special this month. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in no rush. <laughs> I'm in yeah. no rush to fucking push out a special right now. Fuck yeah. Um, I have an idea of like when 
or rather where I would like to be in life when I do a special. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I have ideas and I, I definitely have an hour or more material. I, that, that's not a problem. Like, but there's more I would like to do in terms of building out an infrastructure. Like if I, if I put out a special, uh, I want it to be something that will get people to, you know, start following me and not just like clicking subscribe on YouTube mm-hmm. or, or follow on Instagram. Like legitimately, I want them to like be buy following tickets, me. Like, like buy tickets when I show up on their feed. They don't scroll past. They're like, what's going on there? Like, mm-hmm. like that's what it means to really follow. So there's a lot of people that I follow online whom i don't actually i haven't pressed follow but when they pop up i'm like oh what's homie got to say mm-hmm. and so like if i can just get people to do that then that's that's traction that's momentum that's something so like i want to i don't want to do it until i know that it can be done uh at a certain level of quality and then um like distributed uh at a certain level um and just yeah be sort of ready like imagine if imagine if i put out a special and i and it led to like this immense wave of people uh like fans supporting me and stuff and i wasn't prepared for that yeah right so i want to be prepared for special doing great i also want to be prepared for if i put out a special and it bombs and it doesn't result in anything not it bombs but like it Mm -hmm. doesn't get me traction in the fucking zeitgeist or whatever the fuck like so like i have to be prepared for the win and the loss right Mm -hmm. which i think means like before i shoot a special i should be doing more work on the road how much road work have you done? I've done festi- the Northwest Black Comedy Festival in Portland, mm-hmm. and I have, like, dicked around in Chicago a little bit, like, enough to develop some contacts out that way. Um, but, like, beyond that, like, small town shows in Idaho and shit, but, like, I've never been on tour mm-hmm. i've not done comedy like in some of the smaller washington oregon montana sort of cities around us uh haven't gotten to salt lake haven't gotten to las vegas like there's a bunch of places around yeah that i need to like hit up and like figure out how to get on the road book shows generate money like mm-hmm. cover my my costs traveling and totally lodging and all that shit like there's a lot still for me to figure out yeah these this these first so say six and a half years in total but the first four years i considered like it's like comedy college like comedy theory like figure out sort of my voice and what it is i want to say and like what my style is and like not even like have that figured out but sort of getting a grasp on it and then the next couple years were like pandemic times Mm. so it wasn't like i could really like tour yeah like there wasn't a lot 
of room for me to like try and grow in that way the best i felt like i could do was like just stay sharp just yeah. keep telling jokes you know mm-hmm. uh and so and now i'm at this point where it's like i'm trying to get back to sort of where i was pre-pandemic which is yeah like let's get on the road let's because because the interesting thing about having done what little i have done is how different audiences can be from region to region place yeah to place. totally um or not how different they can be people are people but like how different their sensibilities yeah can be and what they laugh at or, or they might everyone might laugh at this joke but at a different place in the joke depending on where you are physically on the planet like, mm-hmm. so like the laugh might come at a different tower like like there's just so much it adds so much more variables to I be, mean even open mics here in Boise have different yeah, no, crowds e- even, like, you know. even open mics like every show is a different show every audience is a different mm-hmm. audience so like there's there is always that but then to see how much like that, a regional how much that spectrum can like sort of explode once you exit a certain region mm. and into another it's like it's like we have the spectrum of light that we see in as human beings which is like this much of the light spectrum and then there's like the full real light spectrum and i feel like as a comic getting on the road what you're becoming aware of is that full light spectrum like all like if you were a fucking shrimp you would be able to see all these different Mm -hmm. colors and so like working the road i feel like is sort of developing that sort of sense that ability to see that full spectrum as opposed to your your home town region fucking spectrum of colors you want to be able to see in like the the whole world's spectrum and so that and the only way to do that is to get out there and and see it and bump into it and feel it like when i went to chicago uh i was going out to open mics um and like uh i hit like the lincoln lodge and the laugh factory uh this place um it's this it was like this vr bar i feel like oh man i can't remember what it's called but uh i think vr red line because it's right off the red line maybe i don't anyway uh i went to these few different places and like i don't know like the first few nights i was like yeah this is okay it's iffy this is fine then i went one night it was a late night mic at the lincoln lodge and you could just tell like as a comic you could feel this is a room of all comedians these people are all probably here every week Mm -hmm. they've heard everything that each other has to say and so when you as the new as the fucking out of town guy pop up yeah they're all sort of like extra critical and just listening and so like i fucking bombed that set like bombed it hard like really hard and like that was just i was like when you bomb like it's such a difficult feeling but also i feel like for me maybe part of the reason that i i'm in this shit is like it lights such a fire like in you, you. want to get back up yeah there and, like, say like, some more shit to be well, like maybe hey, not <laughs> even not even that night like the night yeah. like there's nothing you can do that night it's like the next time i get on stage it has to be fucking fire like it has to deliver 
And so, like, I took that into consideration after that. Like, okay, this is Chicago. No one knows you here. You know what? Maybe don't open with what's up, motherfuckers. Maybe we're not there yet yeah. with these people. They don't know you <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, like, just little lessons like that and, like, oh, they don't care about such and such topic, but what's a topic I have that oh, everybody fucks with food. I'll talk about food or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I, I like, again, that fire being lit and me having to, like, I have to make sure this next set goes well. Uh, before the next set in Chicago, I wrote some shit about my time in Chicago, reflecting on the trip up to that point. Um, and I made that a big part of my next set. Um, and it went really well. It went great. Uh, so just like living through that and making those small adjustments of like, they're not as familiar with who you are. These topics don't ring the same way here as they do on the West Coast. Um, and like give them something they can relate to, something that's about them. Like, mm-hmm. And that's another, that's like a thing that I knew, but I hadn't lived it. Because yeah. I knew that from like other comics coming into town and they'll like ask about the town and like mm-hmm. what's going on and how people are feeling and what the norm is mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're gathering intel mm-hmm. so that when they get on stage they can talk to the people there about shit they about know. shit they know make them feel comfortable so that way when they go to do their shit they're they're fucking there with them they're on on the same page and so like that's another level to like set building that doesn't exist at home that like i gotta get these strangers on board because the strangers at open mics here in boise fundamentally they're like just more similar to you like you kind of know where they're coming from even though you've maybe never met them but the further out you go the more different the bigger portions of the audience become so like you have to be able to make that adjustment in crafting your your material and your set list so like basically (laughs) i went on a long tangent there but that's all to say i have a hell of a lot more to learn before i'm ready to put out a special for sure and like i feel like there's a lot of people out there who are like their first like yeah like five years into comedy and they're trying to put a special out on youtube and i'm like you know what dude maybe just save that Maybe mm-hmm. just sit on that material, see what yeah. happens. Because I have a joke. I have a joke, uh, a closing piece of material that I I was telling this joke in like fucking 2018, dude. Mm-hmm. And I've been telling that joke, and I still tell that joke, but it just morphed like a fucking month or so ago. Just changed. This one little extra added beat. Mm-hmm has breathed new life into the bit like it was always a really strong closing bit but i could feel myself getting bored with it and delivering it sort of like ah, Mm -hmm. i fucking i know this too well and then like the audience still reacts well but not as well as when i was first telling it it was fresh and it felt fresh for me and they were like oh what the fuck Uh, yo like because they can feel that totally so just so like you never know when a piece of material is gonna have that that sudden growth to become something more and like 
Sorry. You're good. Gazoon tight. Thanks. Uh, is there going to be another one? No, Danka. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you never know when uh, a piece of material is going to, like, suddenly get better. So I'm not in a rush to put anything online. I have clips online mm-hmm. that, like, people can go look for. Um, but that's mostly just for submitting to festivals and being able to point to like show people like yes i do do stand-up comedy like it's like yeah um and i don't know i feel like six years in is an interesting place an interesting time for a comedian because it's like i definitely have the ability uh that like artistically so now i kind of need to take myself to business school yeah now i kind of need to fill out that figure out how to manage and and stuff yeah exactly um because like if you put me on stage and you put a microphone in my hand like i don't want to like boast name names (laughs) or anything but like some pretty fucking dope comedians have seen me perform and be like you got the goods dude like anytime you're here let me know and i'll get you on stage and so like to have people whose shit is being played like on on pandora yeah (laughs) like people whose shit is on like fucking serious comedy radio and shit like people well-established individuals people opening up for like tom segura and burt kreischer and not jack wheeler like they're on the road (laughs) opening up for them like when those types of people tell you, like, you just need Jack's mom, dude. <laughs> I just need Jack's mom, dude. I just need to go to breakfast with Jack's mom, and then it's all gonna line up. It's all gonna happen, yeah, Jack. <laughs> Jack, where's your mom? Where's your mom? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's go get some biscuits and gravy, Mrs. Wheeler. <laughs> So, like, we're kind of on the same page. That's why I asked for your longitude and latitude. You got to know where people are. Yeah, yeah. Way to make a call back to a joke that didn't super (laughs) land. It's all about land in this case. (laughs) Okay. All right. You got me there. You got to know where you are on the land so that my dick joke, so I can structure my dick jokes accordingly. I'm near the 44th, <laughs> somewhere near the 44th parallel, I'll tell you that much. Word. Fact. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> if you know your vodkas, you, <laughs> yeah, you know that. That's right. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you guys got me off on a tangent on my comedy. No, that was a good one. I liked yeah. that. I liked that. Uh, that was a lot of, I think, good knowledge for... For me personally, yeah. fuck, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like sure, I'd, yeah. I'd never thought about like really the, like, like just like having material, you know, and sitting on it and not putting it out in a special because was, there are so many young comedians now that are putting like their specials out that like haven't been doing it for yeah. a long time and, and like, they're blowing the, up and it's like that's shit. That's true. Well, like, but like the norm uh, nowadays is once you put out your special. 
you, you retire that material and you move on to make more new material, mm-hmm. which I fully intend on doing. Yeah. But my first special needs to be good enough that, like, it needs to hit the fucking ball out of the park. So yeah. I'm not going to just throw material on that first special that is hasn't been finely honed after years and years of doing comedy. You're not just filling time. Yeah, I'm not just filling time. And so... And then there's also, that's not what the norm always used to be. It used to be you would figure out your, like, your hour. Your act. Your act. Yeah. And that was it. Mm-hmm. You would tour for three fucking decades on that act. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the way that yeah, it was. Yeah, I know. And, then- and so, like, I feel like just the way that I'm trying to do it is just sort of trying to meet in the middle on the tradition and the modern Mm -hmm. like standard like yes once i do a special i'll have to retire that material but there's nothing saying that that first special doesn't like can't sit and stew and become the best it can possibly be for as long as it needs to totally so fuck yeah (laughs) thank you that's cool thanks yeah man man. you sound very educated on the matter Mm mm-hmm it's not so much i mean you could say educated you could say educated i've just been like i said watching comedy for a long long time Mm -hmm. so i've been i've been watching i started watching comedy like i feel like there's a difference between watching comedy for fun and then like dissecting it kind of and like i started dissecting comedy when i was like 13 years old which then you sort of start to see the inner workings of it and Mm -hmm. then like podcasts started happening and i started to be able to listen and hear from the professionals even more Mm -hmm. about that inner working of the craft like you could call it an education of sorts but it's just it's a thing that i love so i pay attention to I, I pay attention to the craft. <laughs> like, that's just what it is, man. Totally. What, uh, are you a Kill Tony fan? I, uh, I've watched Kill Tony. I enjoy Kill Tony. I don't watch it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I've had to learn to like Tony Hinchcliffe. Okay. <laughs> uh, like, he, he comes off and he knows this he comes off as very like snooty very uppity (laughs) (laughs) right and so that like really rubbed me the wrong way especially like before i really knew him knew what he was all about he came through boise and he walked through the club one time I think what it was was he was in Boise, Idaho, and he didn't want to be, which yeah. is very. And then that plus the perception of him being snooty or whatever mm-hmm. really like sort of soured me on him at first. But then I've like watched episodes of Kill Tony and seen him on JRE and stuff, and like yeah. I feel like I have a better read on him now, mm-hmm. and I'm like a little more of a fan. I've always been a big fan of Red Band. Yeah, uh, I actually have a pretty cool little story. He would never remember this, but it's big for me. Uh, <laughs> I was out in in LA going to the comedy store. I was in my first year of comedy, and I had just been booked 
to host my first weekend of shows at Liquid Laughs here in downtown Boise. Hell so yeah. I was fucking stoked. And that show was basically going to happen like the week after I got back from this L.A. trip. We're in L.A. I've talked my mom into getting us tickets to go to the comedy store. Fuck I'm going to yeah. go to the comedy store. And it's like the fucking uh, Death Squad night. So it's all the hitters, right? Hell yeah. Like Rogan is there. Fucking Ron White dropped in. Mm. Mm-hmm. fucking and red band was there and we're so after a fucking great night watching all of these like fucking a-list comics work shit out and do their thing at the comedy store we're leaving and on that outside patio bar you hear them talk about on podcasts and shit red band is hanging out and like talking to people and so like i go up and i talk to them like so I'm, I'm like a new comic and they're about to have me host and like i was just looking for yeah. advice and like he gives me some advice basically tells me that like like hosting is is like uh he says that like a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a lot of people don't like to host, and it's like you, like feel free to work out like some new material if you need like the extra time to work on this new thing. Do that to get them in the mood for the show. And he gave me all this advice mm-hmm. that ultimately ended up being like pretty good advice. Um, and like, but then also you could tell like he was kind of like not super he's probably does this a lot <laughs> yeah. so there was also some like fuck, i don't know man whatever like figure it out yeah. to it like <laughs> like if you gotta fucking talk about the weather if you have to like i remember <laughs> that being part <laughs> <laughs> like he gave me all this good advice but that was in there yeah, too in there, just like, like, do whatever you gotta do man. and that was kind of my cue to walk away yeah. and get the fuck out of there okay. so that's what i did but uh yeah, so i've met red man so like that's that's cool that to cool. like see him on kill tony and doing stuff and like definitely once uh casey rocket moved down yeah. to austin and like they are all down there I started watching more i i worked with tim warner when he came through boise uh, and so like seeing him on kill tony and stuff has been cool yeah, so i feel like the more people i know in that orbit the more a fan of that show i become yeah definitely know, so. have you thought about ever trying to get down to austin I, I have absolutely thought about getting down to austin uh at one point in time i was thinking about moving down there but i i need to pause on that like i said i i I just moved into a new place gonna build Mm -hmm. a podcast studio and stuff there sort of focusing on building a home base and getting on the road and traveling totally and then if i need to move somewhere once i'm a little more established as a comedian i can move somewhere Mm mm-hmm and that way it feels like i'm not moving and building at the same time it'll be more of a let's just transplant this operation that i've built to this new place kind of a vibe so that's where i'm at now and i was thinking austin but i've always sort of gone the opposite direction of everyone else Mm -hmm. like pre-pandemic i was very like comedy focused comedy motivated i was doing my art my craft training in martial arts and like i would work fucking two days a week except once a month i would have like a crazy big catering job and like that's just what i was doing and i fucking loved it man Mm -hmm. that was everything so 
that's where I was pre-pandemic. Pandemic hits, and it suddenly feels like, oh, fucking survival. I got to get, like, a job job mm-hmm. and, like, have money money. And that's where I was at for, like, the past few years. Yeah. So I'm trying to work out of that. And, mm-hmm. like, it's interesting because during the pandemic, everybody else was the reverse, right? Yeah, like, right. they started embracing their creative, I'm going to make bread or do pottery yeah. or fucking whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to go to fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, like, I was swimming the opposite direction as everyone else, right? And so then when I look at Austin and, like, every comic and in the country fucking, is oh fucking swarming Flooding. Austin, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be just another face in that shuffle. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to, like, try and build my own thing outside of that and then, like, go to Austin, go to L.A., go to New York. And then when I'm there, it's, like, noteworthy that I'm there there you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying i would rather be that guy yeah as opposed to the guy who just lives in that city and is there all the time like and like the world we live in if i do a good enough job with the podcast and like my online presence then it doesn't really matter where home is totally like it, that was sort of the whole conceit joe had in going to austin and the, what has resulted in this whole situation now is he's like it doesn't we don't have to be anywhere mm-hmm. like with fucking zoom and the way the world is like you don't have to be anywhere well, to think, do anything like i think the really interesting thing about boise comedy is how young of a stage it's in still and like there is like i feel like a lot of opportunity to build something here there's a lot of opportunity to build here uh, the city is growing and we have like a comedy community so there's an opportunity to join the ranks of like portland and seattle and denver and even like salt lake to a certain extent where people know like there's comedy clubs there and it's a comedy city and like Mm -hmm. so we do have the opportunity to build and that's another reason why i'm like i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna build my home base here and then if i need to move later on i'll still have that option but i want to kind of see what happens here i kind of want to see what happens in boise with the comedy scene it, we're one club away from being like a real force to be reckoned with I honestly think. and i also think like uh casey rocket is is destined to be huge i think he's like got next basically yeah. and if it ever comes up that he like developed a lot of what he does and is doing in austin here if that if that comes up if people catch wind of that then we'll suddenly have a little more cachet uh in like the comedy community i think um it's an interesting place boise and there's i think freedom to get really absurd and goofy and ridiculous with your shit out here um and just yeah man i want to see where things go with boise a little bit but i'm also not opposed to moving uh i just want to i want to see what happens and i want to build my own shit out before i go anywhere so we'll see like austin's on the list denver's on the list la's on the list i have family out there like Mm. there's a lot of places on the list the reason i went to chicago was to sort of scout it out see if i wanted to go live out there so we'll see we'll see what what happens as far as me moving but as of right now i don't see a reason to and more what 
like life has presented to me this cool opportunity to like sort of build something at home so i'm gonna try and do that and then leave if i need to but like also i can just go on the road man like i i can just i can make the studio the studio and then just go on the road and fucking be on the road most of the year yeah and just fucking flop at the house for a little bit when totally. i need to Fucking, you're good at talking. I can talk all day, dude. When you color the green yeah, screen, yeah, yeah. it's going to, okay. It does cool. it every time. Nice, you nice. Can, yeah. I, guess well, the thing's I, the I turned it off this time so that we can set it. <laughs> yeah. Hold but on. Yes, is does. me being in blue going to fuck with it? No. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> no. No. It'll. Okay, cool. It'll be fine. We can throw something up there right now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, LJ. Thanks oh, for is coming. That it? Is I this, think so. yeah, yeah. We're like at an hour and ten okay. right now. All right. Well, I mean, shit. Anytime, dude. You guys, uh, you guys are just right up the hill from me. Oh, oh no way. Like, you guys are like five minutes away from me. Fuck yeah. Like I wasn't bullshit when I said like some of my best friends from high school like w- w- literally lived yeah. across in like this other set of apartments right here like dude we should definitely do like a comedy party at the fucking pool house then. dude i'm saying bro it'd give me crazy ass nostalgia vibes <laughs> it'd, be <fun> <laughs> hey, it'd be wild it'd also be cool to party in that clubhouse legit yeah yeah <laughs> like oh no Cops the parents are gonna come and find us no None way of that. dude not yeah, this time bro i got it, the dude. fucking homeowner's yeah. email <laughs> Dude. We can party with our parents this time. <laughs> yeah, dude, right, can, dude. My dad loves to party. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel that. I yeah. felt that. All right, you got what's your where can people find you on the uh, internet? So I am that fucking guy LJ on Instagram. The use an underscore on Instagram. That fucking podcast on Spotify. The you is a asterisk on that one uh and you can just search lj sullivan and like cool stuff comes up like uh i have some stuff on youtube like i said some clips and shit um and yeah just like keep a lookout for your boy i'm doing stuff in boise all the time what's up motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) konichiwa bitches have a pretty good week i'm a slut (laughs) Ha <laughs>